Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. School committee members have a right to vote according to their conscience, but there is an atmosphere here where people may feel that they will not be treated with respect and they could be subject to harassment. You should be, you know, have some kind of account of how many Americans are whether in harm's way or need to be evacuated, right? I think as you probably know, um uh, and first of all, the State Department would be a better place to go. You have all these poor people sitting outside the airport for days on end now, and it's their last hope, but frankly, Jake, there's no real hope. Beef is when your moms ain't safe up in the streets. Beef is when I see you guaranteed to be in ICU. It's not possible that we could be this headed. It's, there's no possible way. There's no possible way. There's no possible way. I don't accept it. I assume that Ari Melber um, was got a bet from somebody to do that stuff. There's no way. There's On no the way. bright side, is- I now believe in cultural appropriation and that it's bad from hearing that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I now think that people who present themselves like Ari Melber should not quote Biggie lyrics on TV. <laughs> just on principle i'm canceling him um there's no way he thought that he was cool there's a chance maybe he thought that he was cool but there's no way you can't first of all biggie sucks okay oh, i i mean what else Does... i okay well fine. at music okay we'll i'm sure he was a hell of a okay. guy you know seemed to have a pretty clean record and be a lot of okay I'm sorry. Uh, you know, that's fine. A lot of people suck. In Street, uh, Backstreet Boys suck. In Sync sucks. Biggie sucks. Uh, Pac sucks. The, you know, there's a lot of people from the 90s and the 2000s sucks. My band sucked, okay? It just happens to be true. 
Maybe I'm just more generous. Than what is you. your favorite Biggie song, Alice, that you love, <laughs> that you always sing so much? Don't worry about it. It's fine. I mean, I just think This that is how white girl from Lexington is. I know. We're to like Biggie and Tupac girls, okay? <laughs> I, I'm not a big Biggie fan, obviously. But, I mean, like, I don't feel uh, versed enough to walk around saying he sucks. I, don't, I just don't... His music is not good. <laughs> it was not good. Sorry. I'm sure he's coming up. I mean, I'm sure there's still stuff being made under his name. It's fine. No, it's nothing. It's no problem with him. Seemed like a fun guy. Uh, so, so Ari Melber, Melber, the idiot from, from CNN, just, whatever. I can't, I can't even... I think this is an attempt to reach out to the community of color. And convince them that it's a good idea to get the vaccine. He's speaking like, a language that they can like understand. They like the rap music. Do it something musical. They'll react to that. <laughs> Don't use plain English. They won't get it. Can you play the whole clip? Because yeah, I'm sure. not sure our listeners sure. know oh, what it's we're dangerous. talking about. It's lethal. It's a bit like the beef Notorious B.I.G. used to rap about when he said, beef is when your moms ain't safe up in the streets. Beef is when I see you guaranteed to be in... I see you. That is like COVID. You know that? It's <laughs> just like COVID. That is like COVID. <laughs> so, you I don't know, know that. Maybe? I don't know if uh, Biggie social distancing, <laughs> vaccine, and mask would have helped him in the end. Um, but that. So, for those who aren't aware, that played on MSNBC cable news channel a couple of days ago. In not, I believe, not as a parody. No, no, it goes on here. Hold on, as his Let's news rap. Well, when COVID sees you, you can end up in ICU. I'm not making light of this. I'm trying to get... No, you're making light of this. For the ages, Ari Melber. Your attention. You did get our attention. There's no doubt about that. I'm trying to make sure people know, and young people know, whether you're watching this live on TV or in a clip online or on TikTok, this is serious. Yes, the the bad, horrific... And insanely insulting job I did of uh, emulating somebody who died 11 years before you were born uh, is something that's supposed to reach out to you. I'm not making fun. This is uh, this is right to you. The new COVID can land you in the ICU or, God forbid, worse. Beef is when your moms ain't safe up in the streets. Beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be in ICU. One more time. What's beef? What's beef? Man, I miss those tunes. That was a... <laughs> the moment he said beef is when I thought, wait, wait a second. Oh, I know that. That's a... Okay, so that's F-Head 1 is Ari Melber. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know. Everybody in the world is a horrible disgrace and disgusting and awful and should think about swallowing a grenade, except for Clarissa Ward. She's good. Even if she is... Let's say... And this happened during... The first time we had this war, mm-hmm. and it was new to us, with Ashley Banfield, et cetera. Some of these, the wheat was separated from the chaff, we call it, Alice. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she flamed out eventually because she got too hamish. Uh, do you remember her, Ashley Banfield? Mm-mm. So after, she was, she was an MSNBC um, reporter just down on the streets. Of course, they're all in New York, so in southern Manhattan, when the towers fell... Right. They're all there, and she just just well, didn't seem to go to sleep for about four days. She was there where the ash came around the corner and covered her, and she was there. She was just badass. She was great. And then she went over to Afghanistan, and 
she was wearing it to all the get up there for a while, and she didn't, and she didn't, and she was she was great as well. Eventually, she just flamed out, and like I don't know, forget what she did. She might have like given away troop positions, or that was a big one. Geraldo did that too, oh. I think, and uh, or or uh, might have uh, cooked a shot, something like that. But anyway, but this Clarissa Ward is great. She is doing great stuff over there. In every moment, so let's, let's, I'll play a little bit of Clarissa Ward in Afghanistan, walking the streets while these dirtbag um, Taliban are. These animals are around terrorizing everybody. Suddenly, two other Taliban charge towards us. You can see their rifle butt raised to strike producer Brent Swales. When the fighters are told we have permission to report, they lower their weapons and let us pass. Okay. Somebody's errant bike chime is going off during the whole thing. It's weird. I don't know. It gives it a little NPR net sound feel, I think. Now we're going. Get in the car. Get in the car. I like that. No no horse bleep. Like Aunt Clarissa Ward comes out. Just get in the car. We're going. And then she uh, signs off with Tapper. It just She's such a pro. And you can imagine, Jake. I mean, this is us. We are a news crew. We are clearly Western. And still, we were exposed to all sorts of insanity. If you're an ordinary Afghan trying to get past those Taliban guards and trying to get in to the airport... I mean, I just, I, I don't see how you're able to do it. I don't see how you're able to really get in unless you have some kind of a contact or a connection or you're able to arrange something somehow. But as I said, the infrastructure simply isn't in place to even begin to do that. So as a result, you have all these poor people sitting outside the airport for days on end now. And it's their last hope. But frankly, Jake, there's no real hope. <laughs> That's right. She's absolutely right, which is why the new uh, Future Olympic sport toss the baby over the wall was invented oh. today, uh, which is which is crazy, but which is what people are having to do. It's it's it's. I mean, so I want to understand here because so I'm not in the camp. I know Tucker and a lot of people are like, don't bring any Afghans here. You're just using this as a wedge and an excuse, and the Biden administration's not going to really vet them, and we don't want them here, right? Like, I know there is a movement on the right, but. So I'm not in that camp. I think the people that helped us, translators, all those people, like people know who they are because people worked with them. So there are people vouching for them who are working to try and get them onto flights right now, you know, and we should bring those people here, period. That's my view. But at the same time, the approach right now seems to be that anybody who can make it over the wall gets to come to America. Yeah. But like just literally anybody from Afghanistan. Yeah, who that's can usually get into the thing it. right now. But, but but I mean like so but we can't take the entire like I don't think anybody there in Kabul, if you're not in the Taliban, wants to be there while the Taliban is running things. No, that's so, why like, they're throwing the baby over the wall so, because they're gonna be murdered. But then like won't everybody in Afghanistan wanna just come to America? I guess so. I'm not worried I mean, about like, that so much at the moment. But 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 as far as this But we can't take a whole country. Right. We'll see. Alice, don't worry about it. The okay. uh, Taliban will thin the herd, I'm sure, in any time now. <sighs> um, it, but here's my feeling, is that, is that as far as the media goes, you've got this woman in a burqa mm-hmm. messing with these monsters. I'm not messing with them. Doing reporting while these monsters are noticing her, encircling her. She's barely getting away. She's got yeah. some permission from somebody. Uh, and she's just got to hope that whoever walks by on the street knows and believes she has permission from whoever. Right. And, and it, it, this could turn in a second. This could mm-hmm. turn. And producer Brett could be carrying her off somewhere. And 
first of all, the idea that CNN is not rotating her out of there is nuts to me. But also, how the F are you, Chris Cuomo, and not saying, get me on a plane right now over there? The position you're in, you spend, you take B-roll of yourself working out, like jack and bench pressing 500 pounds, doing power squats while lifting weights. You're Mr. Macho Tough Guy. You've been disgraced in the place as a total hat. How yeah. can you have self-respect and not be over there right it's now? And possibly, while she's over there. It's possibly the only thing he could do at this point to salvage his career yes. as a news guy. Absolutely. Totally. It's 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 incredible to me that that, there, that exists. That the, he like <laughs> walks through the halls like, hey, what's up? And people are like, really? Have you seen that, that we've got somebody over there? But he's not over there. I, I mean... I don't. I don't know. But I don't know. The Taliban seems pretty media savvy now. They might call him Fredo or something and set him off. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no they doubt about it. They probably know about it. <laughs> right. And of course, you sent me the article today with the the left is starting to warm to the Taliban. You know, they're cool new trainers. Yeah, they do have cool new trainers. So this was yeah, this was in Daily Mail. Uh, published this article about the Taliban, that they're not the old, boring Taliban, they're the new, trendy Taliban. And they're fabulous. Yeah. Uh, so this article from Daily Mail, it's the trendy Taliban. Young fighters accessorize traditional clothes with sunglasses, stylish trainers, and own branded baseball caps while cracking down on Western dressing. Young Taliban fighters have abandoned the austere look of their predecessors in favor of trendier outfits, complete with sunglasses, trainers, and baseball caps. It's worlds apart from the unkempt, hirsute, and severe Taliban of 20 years ago. Cool new trainers are the new blood-soaked jackboots. Yeah, apparently. So, and, you know, I think this is like what Biden and people are trying to say. They're like, well, we'll see how this goes. They haven't had the best track record in the past. But, you know, we're going to see how they want to govern. And we've, you know, sent them some very strongly worded letters about women and girls and uh, making sure that they have a um, serious DEI initiative in their government. And that they work to make sure it's mm -hmm. a representative of all the oppressed peoples. And They uh, use the Facebook, you know. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So, I mean, we found there's been more and more of this clueless in some of the stuff we played yesterday, but it is a committee of know-nothings now. We have a problem. We have the capability to go out and collect Americans. We don't have the capability to go out and collect up large uh, numbers of, of, uh, of people, Bart. Lloyd Austin saying, yeah, no, we can't get anybody. We are in an effed up position there. Uh, John Kirby today, once again, zero answers for anything. How many he's just, he's people the state department flag has the u.s government flown out on u.s military planes because seven thousand if you're including other countries if you're including civilian flights that seems like you're playing we're, with we're giving numbers. you the total number of people that we have helped evacuate since the 14th and it's not all just americans there have been some of our allies and partners that have gone out and, and we're giving you u.s government flights i'm not even that's not counting people who are still getting out commercially or on charter flights Okay, is that clear? Yeah, that's that up? Clear. Yeah, we get, and understandably so, here at the Pentagon, we're fixated on uh, the, the tales that, that, that we own, but it's not the only way out of Kabul right now. The, as the general brief, the commercial side. The tales that we own. Ugh, puke, military speak. <laughs> is open. There's limited. It's not, as, it, it, it's not as robust as what we can. I just want to play this until, he, until we see one of the finest 
NFL punts in the history of the world where Kirby backs up 15 feet and punts this tough question thousands of feet way over to uh, the State Department. You on the military side, but people are still getting out that way. Is there a breakdown of those numbers, the 7,000, saying this is U.S., this is Afghan? I do not have a a breakdown. I I suspect that over time, as our manifesting process gets more refined, we may be able to... Oh, it could... (laughs) You mean it can be more refined? (laughs) I don't see how. Pretty perfect to me. Be be there, but uh, we don't have that specific breakdown. How many Americans Against, uh, American citizens. Here we go. Get ready. In Afghanistan. I don't know. So, so, so you're, I mean, you're planning for these operations, and you should be, you know, have some kind of account of how many Americans are, whether in harm's way or need to be evacuated, right? You I think, think, as you probably know, um, uh, I mean, first of all, the State Department would be a better place to go. For- there we go. There it goes. Mm-hmm. Kicks the ball. It would be great if there were somebody who was like in charge of all these various departments, um, like of the whole branch of government, say, and could like coordinate the efforts so that, you know, the State Department and the Pentagon and all these different groups would be like on the same page. If like somebody was the boss of all of them, that yeah. would probably be helpful. Right. But you would only need that guy if there was a problem and there is no problem. So you don't think this could have been handled? This actually could have been handled better in any way? No mistakes? No, I, I, I don't think it could have been handled in a way that there, we, we're going to go back in hindsight and look, but the idea that somehow there's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing, I don't know how that happens. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> so for you, that was always priced into the decision? Yes. Absolutely. This it is, is how perfect. It, was it is to go. no problem at all. It is going uh, perfectly. You've heard everybody, everybody doing their part, bringing together this symphony of Afghanistan mission accomplished. And we would have been back uh, at war uh, with tens of thousands of troops having to go in because the 2,500 troops we had there and the air power would not have sufficed. Blinking, blinking, I've been thinking you screwed up Afghanistan. Left our allies, left our weapons, gave them to the Taliban. Um, I don't think it's going to be something that happens from a Friday to a Monday. Blinking, blinking, I've been thinking how could you have missed the signs from a Friday to a Monday lost a war in record time. We don't have the capability to go out and collect up large uh, numbers of, of, uh, of people. General Austin, I've been thinking that you didn't plan for this. Left us with no options but to put our trust in terrorists. He has not uh, yet spoken with any other world leaders. Uh, myself, Secretary Blinken. Blinken, Blinken, I've been thinking where the heck's the president? Biden hiding on vacation with world leaders left on red. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand it. General Milley, I've been thinking white rage ain't our biggest threat. Gender studies won't defend us from Al-Qaeda and their friends. No, I, I, I don't think it could have been handled in a way that... We, Biden, Biden, I've been thinking all these people should resign. When they're gone, you're next, we're done. It's 25th Amendment time. is good all is good the ensemble of experts the most transparent most competent avenger adults uh, are in taking care of business it is remarkable that that every tv station is not set up at some perch around kabul 
with breaking news with ticker tape under it with ticker uh, under it with the Chiron saying breaking news still uh Americans encircled in Kabul uh, American troops uh you know it, it, it's stuck in the airport and occupied there. it's incredible cuz what we have here really still is a situation where we're captive right now we're pretending yeah. it's not but by killers by cold-hearted killers mm-hmm. we are lambs to the slaughter here and it's remarkable because we're acting as if it's funny how this happened we're acting as if this whistling past the graveyard thing that this approach that we've taken as a country mm-hmm. to pretend it's not as desperate as it, as it is but it is this is like you know um you know, I go. This is like the the big strong American has the Taliban guy has a gun on him, and um and says, "Okay, you go sit in the chair." Meanwhile, the American puts the gun down, and the Taliban guy grabs the gun, and now we're pretending. Well, okay, now you've got the gun for a moment, but you realize there are certain norms and and etiquette and been battlefield decorum that we must abide by, even though you know you're effed. Yeah, this is a really big problem. I mean, and you have Jen Rubin sitting here saying, like, we actually still have quite a lot of leverage over the Taliban, where um, they really, you know, want to be seen as members of the international community. We have financial leverage over them. Things are going really well. Uh, We're not going to have financial leverage over them once they decide to start uh, demanding ransoms for all the people that are totally under their control right now at this time, the thousands of people that they have that they're going to be able to ransom now the only advantage leverage we have on them right now is that they have such an overwhelming embarrassment of riches that they're probably confused as to what exactly to take advantage of first yeah they're probably like well now we run the country i guess we run the country (laughs) we've got the americans we've got the military surrounded do we try to take pot shots at the military and uh fight the americans do we uh, start shooting the stuff out of the air and close the airport and just get on with it? Do we annihilate all the Afghans, which I think it looks, sounds like they're starting to do? Uh, do we annihilate and, and capture, kidnap the Americans and spread them out throughout the country and begin a shakedown process? I'm sure they're getting pressure from dirtbaggery uh, centers around the Middle East saying, hey, by the way, you got a good thing going here. They, there's so much. They, they just want a free country. These total pirates, these absolute, these these marauding monsters. What do you do? I mean, they're well. I would feel a lot better about it if it seemed like anybody was home in our government to do something about. Right, it. The, like if what, you know the picture with like Obama in the room when they killed Bin Laden, and they're mm-hmm. all in there and like paying attention and looking at screens together and like seem like they're doing stuff, like. I would like to see a lot more pictures like that right about now. I mean, Kamala tweeted out one where she looks totally overwhelmed. Oh, no, no, did she? Of them all in the room from like a few days ago okay. when um, when Millie and Austin briefed them when he came back from vacation earlier than he intended to, you know. But now he's back. He went. He went home to Delaware now. So I mean, like, is something going on with him seriously health wise that's more acute than usual? Because I. It's astonishing to me that he showed up at the White House for 24 hours and then went back to Delaware. It, yeah, yes, no doubt. Without that taking is. a single question on no. Afghanistan. And so the idea now that there's literally, I mean, like, who's in charge of this response? 
Right. The Telegraph is uh, is reporting. Ben Riley Smith reported, and this is from from uh, Monday when this all started. Joe Biden ignored Boris Johnson's attempts to get him on the phone. He says the PM requested a call with the president on Monday morning. It didn't take place until 10 p.m. on Tuesday as the president went to ground and left his NATO allies in the dark. Well, the British, they um, declared Biden in contempt of parliament. Yes. or what? It's never and, happened. And They've all... never done it to a U.S. president before. <laughs> because we ran out on our allies there, Yes, too. we, we effed everybody. None of that. So the British, even though you know, you know, we can't go in and get people because we can't go in to go and get people. The British have armored vehicles going and getting Britons right now. Right, because they're a responsible country that's looking out for their people that right. were screwed by this other dumb country. Like, uh, it's just incredible. Like the whole the whole situation is incredible. I frankly, like, I didn't think Biden would be a good president. Obviously, that's why I didn't vote for him. But, um, this is more dramatic and extreme a fall from grace that than I think I expected. I I didn't yes. think that within seven months of him taking office, um like the whole world would be on fire from his bad decision making. Yes, and, and this is pure of- his pure you you talked about Blinken and Austin and Millie and whomever. This is Oak Tree's doing. You know it from what, everything I'm hearing, they all advised him against it. The military guys certainly said no. Well, now everybody's leaking to the media that well, oh, I definitely advised against yeah, but it. Yeah, yesterday you with Millie yesterday, they <laughs> said, "Why can't you go in and take Bagram Air Force Base? Why don't you take that mm-hmm. back so you have you can get a line of operations from uh, Kabul to that base and, and have an orderly way to get people out? Yeah, and, and have not your your runway totally surrounded by Taliban right, checkpoints. Right, and he essentially said. Very good question. Good idea. We can't talk about that. You never hear somebody say that. You never hear that. If that's not a blink, blink, cry for help, say, yeah, yeah I know this idiot in the uh, Oval Office and his uh, rabid German shepherd are calling the shots and we don't know what to do now. Yeah, I mean, it's so this is a big issue. And I think it was very clear from Millie and Austin's press conference yesterday that they're saying that we're not expanding the perimeter from around the airport, that we're not going out to get people, that we're not. So they're essentially just waiting here at the airport and hoping Americans show up, which right. if you're trapped in a part of the city where there's a lot of Taliban people around you, like, I don't, I don't see how that's possible. I mean, there's people there that have kids there and stuff with them, American citizens. Yes. Too. So this is, that's like a non-starter. We're going to have to send people out to get people. And, you know, a reporter asked this. He said, you're going to have to go out and get people, or you're going to have to extend the deadline, or you're going to end up leaving people. Because this isn't, like, they're not getting to the airport right now. So something's going to have to change. And they just refuse to answer. There's no, so, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm not a military strategist, but I see a lot of people saying that it would be good to have Bagram open. And I mean, it it just seems to me like you're going to have to do something a little more proactive to get Americans out of the country than what we're doing right now. I would say so. I heard today um, one of these guys at the, at the podium thanking other countries for their help. I'm like, really? We're thanking Angola for their help? It's like, all right. I Sounds mean, good. I guess it's a new America. Powerful. Maybe you know what else? This is if you're the left, if you're somebody, if you're part of the squad or part of this these mm-hmm. this Marxist movement or socialists that hate America, 
you want America diminished. You want America to be flattened down to where other countries, well, including third world countries. This is what you want. American right. dominance is over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not the world's police, but like, I again, it goes back to the point of. Like, you can not be the world's police, but still be strong enough to have enough influence to be able to get your citizens out of a country that's falling apart. And, you know, that that seems to me like the bare minimum that our military strength should buy us, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're an American citizen and you're in a foreign country and everything falls apart around you, that you should be able to, like call your senator or whatever and have somebody get you out of the country. So d globally, um, the United States is uh, collapsing. That's fine. Now I want to switch. I'm going to pivot, okay? Pivot. I've got some good news. Mm -hmm. Is that from friends? Uh, I don't know if it's from friends. I've got some good news. Okay. You look pretty, by the way. Thank you. I think that you should have committed to lip syncing the song. I didn't. Earlier. I wasn't prepared to commit to lip sync the song earlier. And, you know. I don't know. I just wasn't ready. You sounded good. It sounded good. Thank you. Okay. I did that myself. Tom refused to help me. Was I doing other things? Possibly, Alice. <laughs> well, you do have a job. I don't know. I mean. Um. So here is. Um. Here is. Uh. Okay. On good news. Mm -hmm. First of all, although you didn't ask, I want to play a little bit of something from. From Connecticut today. This is what I found the last second before you were here in the morning, actually. Mm -hmm. You know, all those hours ago when I was just starting the show and I was listening to a live, not a live, but a, a recent Ned Lamont, Governor Lamont of Connecticut. Consider if uh, your standard blue state governor. I was listening to his, his uh, a scrum with him involved in it. And somebody mentioned something. So we've, a couple of places in New England, famously, and around the country, have pushed back against. Certainly, school boards, et cetera, are a critical race theory. In some other places, they've pushed back against changing uh, the Indian names and mm -hmm. this foolishness and other idiocy, or like getting rid of um, Columbus Day and changing it to indigenous right. people. So the people are making a difference. It, when I talk to everyday folks in Connecticut, and, they're, and these moms, et cetera, are getting up together, and they're creating all these groups, and they're getting on Facebook, and they're going to the, the Board of Education meetings. And the teachers, I mean, sorry, not the teachers, the, the, the school committee people are very angry at them for speaking up, whatever. And then they try to poison the groups, the Facebook groups, by, like, somebody infiltrates and says something racist or whatever. And it's like, it's total dirty. It's filthy, yeah. the way these local people play against them. But here, but at the same time, it's working. All people are speaking up. These school committee people don't expect to be challenged. And they, when they see full rooms of people who are not the normal, uh, you know, uh, moon patty progressives, they get nervous. They don't like it, and it is good. And so now people are going in these school committee meetings all around the country, and they're giving them a piece of their mind, which they should because it's their school committee meeting. It's not right. This is this is for parents. The school committee works for the people that live in the town. Exactly, but you can't tell that to people because they they don't know that stuff. So anyway, it's gotten so bad, one of the reasons in Connecticut that the, the governor has called for all kids to wear masks, uh, using his executive powers, is to give the school committees cover because they're getting beat on. And he was asked about this today. Local school, school boards are getting hammered by anti-mask people. So is part does that enter into your thinking about i'm going to make this a state rule about mask in schools to avoid 
whether to take the pressure off them or whatever. But what is your I'll take the pressure? Okay. I heard that. You know, they they a lot of superintendents were under you know extreme popular pressure uh, on both sides of the aisle. And um, but more importantly, from a public health point of view, look, it makes sense. It makes sense for the masks. But imagine, I'll take the pressure. Even though they're the direct conduit to the local school system, are the people and the school committee, I'll take the pressure and override them so that it gives them... Well, and this is the exact opposite of what progressives have told us about Florida. Right. So in Florida, Ron DeSantis said, I'm going to take the pressure off the local school committees and none of you are going to have mask mandates. We're going to let parents decide if they want to send their kid with a mask or not. A ma- he's not banning masks, right. by he's the way. He's actually giving more choices. Yeah, he's letting parents, and the left is going, oh my goodness, he's coming down and, you know, st- preventing the school committees from exercising their right, and, you know, he's man- banning masks and not letting them do what they want to do and pre- preventing the freedom of the school committee. They have rights. Like, first of all, school committees don't have rights. People have rights. There's no, like, rights of school committees. There's The people have individual rights that are protected by the Constitution. So, you know, Ron DeSantis can't infringe upon the rights of the school committee. The school committee can infringe upon the rights of parents. That's a thing. But anyway, so Ron DeSantis interfered with the decisions individual school committees could make. And he's a villain who's, you know trying to force a one-size-fits-all solution on all the schools in Florida. But when Ned Lamont comes in and forces one solution on all the schools in Connecticut, he's a hero for taking pressure off the school committees. Right. So Lamont is asked again. Street, and you can see a sign plucked in someone's lawn that says, unmask our kids. Um, uh, I- suddenly, this is the press right there, but suddenly we're afraid of lawn signs. What is that lawn si- He's got a sign in his lawn with a political view on something. Oh, my God goodness the left is so uh, completely stunned by this and offended by it that anybody would do that <gasps> obviously that's not a sign that you would put up but what, what are your thoughts about that that people are still thinking this Un- unmask our kids you know we've, we've got to free them up even though maybe they're not complaining in the first place they said that a year ago when we got our kids back to school safely safer in connecticut than just about any state around uh and i'm going to get our kids back to school safely this fall we did it a year ago, and they're all alive from it. So we'll do it again, even though it had nothing to do with them getting back right. safely. The kids in Europe uh, didn't. Most of the countries didn't do masks last year, and even more countries aren't doing masks this year because it's clear that for kids under twelve, the masks don't really present a big benefit. They just don't, and it's not like even without vaccines for them, they're just not really spreading it to the same degree that adults are. And they're not at risk to the same degree that adults are. So, I mean, I know there are kids out there that are high risk for various reasons that have pre-existing conditions. And if they want to wear a mask that's actually effective at preventing the virus, like an N95, they should absolutely have that choice. I'm not going to go out here and ban masks. I'm right. going to let so- parents decide if they want to put a mask on their kid. So just for the hell of it, I actually just said, okay, let me look again at the wording exactly of what masks do and what don't, because they say that there's proof, etc. So I looked at the Mayo Clinic. MayoClinic.org, diseases, conditions, coronavirus, in-depth, coronavirus, masks, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a recent article. How well do face masks protect against coronavirus? So here goes the Mayo Clinic's uh, p- piece on this. Can face masks help slow the spread of coronavirus? That causes COVID-19? 19. 19? 
Thank you. See you in a bit. Probably see you in a bit. It's <laughs> okay. night later. Yeah. Can face masks help slow the spread of the coronavirus? Yes. It says. Mm-hmm. Now remember words, 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 words. They okay. can help. Oh, hold slow. on. Okay. Hold on. Yes, the Mayo Clinic says. Face masks combined with other preventive measures, such as getting vaccinated, frequent hand washing, and physical distancing can help slow the spread of the virus. Mm-hmm. To me, that's not a robustly strong statement. Yeah. Yes, if you get vaccinated, frequent hand washing, and physical distancing, mm-hmm. it can help slow the spread of the virus. Yeah, it reminds me of when, I don't know if commercials so said Alice, this can when a you fire, were a kid. Hold on, can a fire extinguisher put out a fire? Yes. Yes. Yes, it can put out a fire. Absolutely. You spray it, the fire can go exactly. out. Exactly. A fire extinguisher doesn't need to have be combined with something and other preventative measures such as yada, 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 and then it can help. Put a, it can put out a fire. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's a definitive thing. This is such a, a tepid, timid thing. Go ahead, but you're just going to. I was going to say, um, I don't know if commercials said this when you were a kid, but when I was a kid, there would be like a commercial for a very sugary cereal or whatever on the TV. And then it would say at the end of the commercial, part of this complete breakfast. And there would be like a picture right. of like also eggs and like all the and, stuff you need to make a real breakfast. Yes. And like all kinds of things. Like, yes, it is a part of that complete breakfast, but just not a very significant part. But yeah, somebody else played this game online the other night because they were responding to the Matt Walsh thing and they were like, masks do work. Right. And then they sent us a bunch of studies that were like, masks and HEPA filters and adequate ventilation strongly prevent the spread of COVID-19. Right. <laughs> so it says the CDC recommends fabric masks for the general public. Huh. People who haven't been fully vaccinated should continue to wear masks in door spaces. Yada, 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 yada. The CDC says, so remember, before that is the CDC recommends fabric masks for the general public. Okay. The CDC says that N95 masks should be reserved for healthcare providers. Wait a second. Since when is in the CDC in the preserve supply <laughs> business? I thought they were in the saving life business. And if they are, then well, how come the general public has fabric masks? We're not worried about that supply. The CDC says that N95 should be reserved for healthcare providers. Well, I don't know why they would need N95 since fabric masks work really well. Right. What's the problem? Should be no problem. I mean, this is. <laughs> There is so much. I actually read a study recently that said that um, surgical masks don't even necessarily do what they're supposed to do in surgeries. That, like, there's not actually that much evidence that surgeons wearing surgical masks actually prevents, actually lowers the number of infections that occur during surgeries. But nature.com says face masks, what the data say. The science supports that face coverings are saving lives during the coronavirus pandemic, and yet the debate trundles on. How much evidence is enough? When her Danish colleagues first suggested distributing protective cloth face masks to people in Guinea-Bissau to stem the spread of the coronavirus, Christine Penn wasn't so sure. I said, yeah, that might be good, but there's limited data on whether face masks are actually effective, said Ben, a global health researcher, yada, yada. That was in March, but by July, Ben and her team had worked out how to possibly provide some needed data on masks and hopefully help people in Guinea-Bissau. They distributed thousands of locally produced face 
coverings to people as part of a randomized controlled trial that might be the world's largest test of masks' effectiveness against the speed of spread of COVID. Mm-hmm. Face masks are the ubiquitous symbol of a pandemic that has sickened 35 million people and killed more than 1 million in hospitals, yada, 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 yada. She says, uh, um, she's to be clear, the science supports using masks, this says. Okay. With recent studies suggesting that they could, could, could save lives in different ways. Research shows that they cut down the chances of both transmitting and catching the coronavirus, and some studies hint that masks might reduce the severity of infection in people. All right, I'd like to see this. But being more definitive about how well they work or when to use them gets complicated. Hmm. There are types of masks uh, worn in a variety of environments. There are questions about people's willingness to wear them or wear them properly. Even the question of what kinds of study would provide definitive proof that they work is hard to answer. How good does the evidence need to be, asks Finchoff. It's a vital question. So, At the beginning of the pandemic, medical experts lacked good evidence of how SARS COVID two spreads, and they didn't know how, enough how to make strong public health recommendations. Uh, so scientists have relied on observational laboratory studies. There's also indirect evidence from infectious diseases. If you look at any one paper, it's not a slam dunk. But then, taken all together, I'm convinced they're all working, says Grabowski. So, yeah. So this is what we see. And this is like the problem with these sort of overall studies is it like none of them's a slam dunk but we put them all together like you still don't have a slam dunk right it's like a garbage in garbage out problem if you take a bunch of studies that show we're not really sure if masks work or not they don't you don't add them up cumulatively and then at the end it looks like masks work right no it's it's this mosaic of uh somewhat kind of i guess i mean it seems intuitive that it's possible that and there have been some studies that show that they block some droplets as fauci so famously said last march right absolutely and this thing has like and this thing they actually put hamsters like in one cage and a mask (laughs) in between them and they're like this didn't spread to this and they they say they cite this thing where a bunch of hairdressers wore masks and this and that yeah but there's there really aren't and there really aren't especially for kids to show that the level of benefit outweighs the obvious harms of masks for little kids developmentally in terms of you know social social emotional skills and all these things speech development etc 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 but you know this is what europe has said and i don't know why i mean like is europe not following science Right, no, exactly. And so I don't understand why it's so politicized here. And I, like, read one study that said even if you assume masks are 40% effective, so, like, they'll prevent 40% of the COVID infections, you need 200,000 people to wear them to prevent one infection, that means. Okay. So this, all this thing brings us back to Mm -hmm. raising hell at, or, or, sorry, speaking your mind, speaking loudly your mind, trying to protect your kids from school-sanctioned child abuse by having them wear masks. I sent you a thing on Facebook that showed a thread of people saying "Oh yeah, all the disgusting stuff. The same people with this town who disgusting stuff. The people who just won't really want to wear masks. This isn't about... This is a, It's about these people fi- having a void in their emotions somewhere that need to be filled, and it, it is. Be- well, yeah, well, the whole thing, and this is like the mommy wars times a thousand because now... Most of the parents are vaccinated, so most of them don't have to wear masks, actually. But it's all about now who's a bad parent and who's not, which is like, I mean, it's always like this Mm -hmm. with any parenting 
thing. Although usually there's it, it's not as sharply divided because usually recommendations for parenting don't change within the course of a year to all of a sudden the rec- the good parent recommendation is put a mask covering half your kid's face all of a sudden and that's totally fine. So, I mean, we talked about that yesterday. The American Academy of Pediatrics, which is supposed to be the trusted source, is like deleting science off their website right. to, to make it seem like it's totally fine to have kids wear a mask all day. Why would you possibly say that there could be any problem with such a thing? Blind kids learn to talk. Which brings, I mean, us, like, which brings us to the Worcester, Massachusetts uh, Board of Education. Tip of the hat to Turtle Boy on Absolutely this Turtle Boy, who's actually can be heard at the end of this thing. <laughs> uh, he does a great job. This is very typically, this is the school committee. school committee member has concerns. You're going to hear her air her concerns, and this means it's working. This is good. By the way, you'll also hear her gasping for air through her mask. Um, I would like to uh, ask school committee members to, uh, and the chairperson to think about um, whether or not we can have a vote, a roll call vote, without um, jeopardizing the right of each school committee member to vote with their conscience rather than to vote out of uh, concern as to whether they will be treated with respect. Okay. Can you elaborate? Yes, I can. <laughs> I wish to, I would say that uh, all school committee members have a right to vote uh, according to their conscience, but uh, there is an atmosphere here where people may feel that they will not be treated with respect and they could be subject to harassment. He says, don't run for office, you're an elected official. So essentially, she's scared to death because she's getting pushback and feedback Mm-hmm. And uh, and she doesn't. She might be yelled at on Facebook or whatever because she wants to make your kid wear a mask, but doesn't want to have any of the fallout from it. So that is what is happening here. So 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 she wants to do that. She's intimidated that the public, the dreaded public, is going to be angry because she's making their kids wear a mask. So she wants to take a roll call vote anonymously. <laughs> so this way. She can hide her vote, and maybe somebody else who voted the right way will catch the blame for it. Wow, real uh, real bravery from the public officials. I just want to be free to vote my conscience. You can vote your conscience. How come you're not willing to tell us what your conscience tells you out loud? Real, uh, real upstanding, you know, heroes among us. I... I'm so sick of these people. I mean, but the mask, if you think the mask science is the only thing that's bad... It's not. I mean, it's all... The New York Times just did a piece today on uh, plastic barriers, the anti-COVID barriers that are, Mm -hmm. like, in every store blocking you from the checkout person and whatever. Uh, So they're saying that not only might those have no effect at stopping COVID, but it might actually make it worse because it interferes with the free flow of air in the room and the ventilation is so important. So you want the air to be like swapping out through the room, but because they block the airflow, 
depending how they're set up, it can cause like little pockets where the COVID can collect in the air and like infect people. So, you know, we just do all this stuff because it makes people feel good. Really, that's the reason why. The masks, the plastic barriers, like it might sort of work. We don't know. Like, oh, that was another thing. Somebody said on Twitter, you can't say masks don't work because that means they work 0% and they don't prevent one single case of COVID. Like, <laughs> Well, that means they don't work a lot of percents. <laughs> like, yeah. So, uh, I mean, like we don't, the truth is we don't know how much some of this stuff helps or doesn't help. It might help. It might not help. It might make things worse. We just don't know. I mean, yeah, at the beginning of the pandemic, they were telling us that masks might make things worse because they might make us touch our face and, uh, you know, other, it could trap COVID in our lungs and cause us to have a worse COVID infection. There was all kinds of like information <laughs> floating around. You don't know. This is what, pe- this is what people on the left were saying back when worrying about COVID was racist and having a mask on was racist and like not patroning the Chinese restaurants was racist. Right. Like all the, it all when before the side switched for some reason. Um, but yeah, like we don't we don't really know. We haven't actually seen randomized controlled trials that show that schools where there are mask mandates do better than without. And like I said, no one's banning masks. Like you're still free to send your student to school with a mask covering their face if you want to. So, you know, I think like in a town like ours, even if there were no mask mandate, what percentage of kids would be wearing masks at school, do you think? Alice, you know what? It's not their lives at stake here, Alice. As The Hill reported, Mississippi eighth grader dies of COVID-19 amid escalating mask battle. <laughs> okay? <laughs> she, so you know, you casualties of the mask battle. Yeah. I, like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh that a girl died in Mississippi. Like, obviously, that's terribly tragic. But, uh, like... She didn't die in the crossfire during the mask battle. That's an absurd assumption. Maybe they had a beef. <laughs> you never know. When you COVID never know. Sees you. Uh, well, anyway, guys, uh, thank you for another great week. You can talk to us. On- Wait a second. Did we just laugh? Make a joke about an eleven-year-old dying? Yes. Okay. Let's change that. Let's not do that. Let's not. Let's not use our Are beef joke for that? that. No, we're not deleting. Deleting it. Hold on. We retract that. Um, because that's no good. But you know what? We'll add in its place, Alice. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Cairo News, which is out of Seattle. Okay. Nude man stabs second nude man on Seattle sidewalk. <laughs> of course, the great uh, Stephen L. Miller on Twitter quote tweets it and says, "We'll face third nude man for championship." I think they had a beef, Alice. Okay, much better. I'm glad we made that little change. Yes. Um, we are on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Burn You can also find us on Gab and on Parlor at Burn Barrel Podcast. Um, we are not on YouTube right now. We're still kicked off, but we should be back Sunday if all goes well. And uh, we're on Rumble, Burn Barrel Podcast over there. And uh, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. And we would have been back uh, at war uh, with tens of thousands of troops having to go in because the 2,500 troops we had there and the air power would not have sufficed. Blinking, blinking, I've been thinking you screwed up Afghanistan. Left our allies, left our weapons, gave them to the Taliban. Um, I don't think it's going to be something that happens from 
a Friday to a Monday. Blinkin', blinkin', I've been thinking, how could you have missed the signs from a Friday to a Monday, lost a war in record time. We don't have the capability to go out and collect up large uh, numbers of, of, uh, of people. General Austin, I've been thinking that you didn't plan for this, left us with no options but you put, put our trust in terrorists. He has not uh, yet spoken with any other world leaders. Uh, myself, Secretary Blinken. Blinken, Blinken, I've been thinking, where the heck's the president? Biden hiding on vacation with world leaders left on red. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, and I want to understand it. General Milley, I've been thinking, white rage ain't our biggest threat. Gender studies won't defend us from Al-Qaeda and their friends. No, I, I, I don't think it could have been handled in a way that... Biden, Biden, I've been thinking all these people should resign. When they're gone, you're next, we're done. It's 25th Amendment time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.